1: we bring you the thrilling adventures of The Shadow. The hard and relentless fight of one man against the forces of evil. These dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcibly to old and young alike that crime does not pay. The Four Giants of Amsterdam. Lamont Cranston and Commissioner Weston, Chief of Police, are having dinner with Margot Lane in her beautifully appointed flat. They've been sitting for some time now in the flickering candlelight over coffee and cigarettes.
2: Have another cup, Lamont?
1: Thanks, Margot. What
2: about you, Commissioner? Commissioner? Or you're afraid it'll keep you awake
1: well i don't care it, des marco i've got some very
3: good uh, very important reading to do tonight
2: oh now that reminds me i've just finished a wonderful mystery
3: novel ah mystery novels they're too fantastic lured they're not true to life look here i've met up with lots of murderers in my time and they've always used down-to-earth weapons a gun or a knife or a rope poison needles <laughs> the fantastic murder weapons of over
0: fiction writers Oh, no, i don't know commissioner so murderers aren't too choosy about the weapons they use. Oh, no? No. As a matter of fact, Margot and I once encountered a murderer... who didn't choose to dirty his hands with weapons at all. Well, what did he use? Arsenic? Nope. He used nothing. Nothing except his knowledge of another man. Remember the case, Margot?
2: Yes, I do. The Four Giants of Amsterdam.
3: The Four Giants of Amsterdam? <laughs> Sounds like a fairy tale.
0: Yes, isn't it? But it wasn't. Amsterdam, you see, is just a middle-sized country town in this state the center of some important primary industries, and the four giants were simply the four richest men in the town. They were members of the wealthy wool concern of Bailey, Heath, Randolph, and Fraser. The story really begins at the funeral of the eldest partner, Bailey. It was a dismal night in the Amsterdam Cemetery. Warners had departed, and two of the partners, Heath and Randolph, stood looking down at Bailey's newly covered
4: grave. Uh, If only one of us had reached Bailey in time. What do you mean? You haven't forgotten, have you? It was exactly 20 years ago that we sent him away. You mean the cripple? Yes, the cripple. Remember what he said? Don't forget me. I'll be back in exactly 20 years when you're all wealthy and secure and I'll kill each one of you. And you won't even know I did it. It'll seem like the hand of fate. That's what I was thinking about with old Bailey dying today. It does seem strange, doesn't it?
5: admitted man well i suppose it does particularly after what the doctor said what exactly was that that bailey's heart went very suddenly he said it was as if he'd seen something that literally scared him to death i hadn't heard that who was the doctor kirsten you know him dr kirsten the belgian chef oh come on let's be getting along fraser's tired of waiting we're coming fraser dr kirsten eh He's the specialist who got his office in our building, isn't he? That's right. All right, Fraser, we're coming. That doctor is the man I want to see, and I want to see him right away. All right, we'll drive right over to his house. Fraser, we hear you cut it out. I want to know exactly what he meant. I you want oughtn't a... him to be blowing that horn in a place like this. You ought to have more respect. Oh, well, here we are anyway. What are you doing, Fraser? It, it's no use, Randolph. He can't answer what you. What do you mean? Have a look. Fraser, what's the matter with you? Why don't you answer me? He can't answer you. He's dead. Oh, switch off that horn. Let's get away from this place, Heath. I can't stand it any longer. We'll take the body down to the police station. It started just the way the cripple said it would. No, no, don't you see? His watch and wallet are gone. Somebody robbed him. He put up a fight and the man used a knife. It was just some thief, not the cripple. Just the way he said it'd be. I'll kill each one of you and you won't even know I did it. It... It'll seem like the, the hand of fate. Stop talking that way. It's enough to drive you insane. Heath, you've got to... Listen. Just somebody whistling down the road. Do you know what it is that they're whistling?
4: The fate theme
5: from Carmen. It's the cripple's way of laughing at us. Like the hand of fate, he said. Oh, for heaven's sake, Heath. The cripple died 20 years ago. Remember they found his body washed ashore from that tram steamer. All I know is that it's been 20 years to the day and Bailey and Fraser
4: are gone. Two of the giants of Amsterdam are dead. Next, it'll be you!
5: Oh, it's
4: car. All right, all right, signal it. We'll need help here. Hey,
5: hey, stop!
2: Stop! Well, now, what can I do for you, Mr. Randolph? It's Bill Gady. Look, Heath, it's the caretaker of our building.
5: Oh, I'm certainly glad to see you, Bill. What's the trouble? It's Mr. Fraser, Bill. We think he's been murdered. Think he's been murdered? We know he's been murdered. And we know there are things to do and
4: no time to waste in doing them. Randolph. Yes? You drive the body down to the police station. Have the sergeant get every man on the force to work on this thing at once. All right. And Gaty. Yes, sir? The first man I want to see is Dr. Kirsten. All right. Get in,
2: sir. I know where he lives. You'll find me at Kirsten's house if you need me, Randolph. All right.
4: Gaty. You've been with the firm for a long time, haven't you? Yes, sir. You, you remember the the boy with the club foot? Boy with the...
2: Oh, yes, yes. The young fellow who worked with the bank. Yes, I remember. Uh, you haven't, haven't seen him around, have you? Seen him around? Why, Mr. Heath, he's dead. He's been dead for... Ah, what's the matter with this car? How oh, what's gone wrong now, eh? What's the trouble? No, I'm out of juice. Oh, for the love oh, of... I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Heath. All right, well, this is a bad place to run dry. Look at that road sign in the headlights. Beware of falling rocks. Oh, forget about it. They
4: never fall. I wish all I had to worry me was falling rocks. Oh, hurry up, Katie. There's a garage about a mile and a half up the road. And be quick. All right, Mr. Heath. I'll be
2: back as quick as I can.
0: Oh,
4: what a time to have a thing like this happen. Good heavens, the car's parked right in the middle of the road. If a car comes around the bend, it'll smash right into me. Oh, I suppose I'd better push it over to the side. Let me see now. Oh, no good. Oh, I can't move it. Not as young as I used to be. Thank goodness somebody's coming down the road. Hey, you with a torch. Lend me a hand here. I, I'm trying to get this car off the road. We'll, we'll run out of juice. Oh, come along, come along. Hurry up, please, before a car comes. Get that light out of my eyes, will you? What's the matter with you? What makes you walk like that? Sounds like you've got a club foot. I...
3: Oh, oh. Help!
2: Margot? No, I am not asleep. But I think we should have stopped at the last town we've been driving all night.
0: Oh, no, don't fret. We're coming to a town any minute now. Have a look at the road map. We'll see what it is.
2: Hmm, let me see. Uh, well, here it is. A.M. It's Amsterdam. <laughs> There's a parked car.
0: There, there, now. You're all right. Just by a hair.
2: Oh, if ever you decide to become a taxi driver, remind me to take a tram.
0: I couldn't see around a curve like that. It's that fella's fault, parking a car in the middle of the road. I think I'll just have a few words with him.
4: Now, temper, temper.
0: It's not temper. i am just tell him what it... Hey, there's no driver in this thing. Now, what's the idea of leaving... Mont,
4: look. There on the road. It's
2: a man.
0: Oh, what's left of one. He must have been hit by one of the falling rocks. See that sign there? It says, Beware of Falling Rocks.
2: Oh. I wonder if... It... Lamont, he's alive. What? I just saw his hand move.
0: Let's get him into the car and see what we can uh, do. Mr. Heath,
2: Mr. Heath, I've got the petrol, we're all right.
0: Now, what's going on here? Hello there, who are you?
2: Who are you, mister?
0: Well, you see, we're just...
2: Well, put have your hands?
0: The gentleman has a revolver. Step out into the light. Gladly, but I'm not really worth looking at. Weak oui. face, I'm told. It's not your
2: face I'm interested in. I want to see your feet. Feet? Yeah, Walk a few steps.
0: I'm puzzled, but obliging. All right. You can put your hands down. Good. I'm glad you approve of the way I walk, but what's the problem?
2: I'll tell you later. Come on. Tell me to get Heath into the car. Well, it's about time. If you stop these walking exercises, we may be able to save his life. All right, miss. we will drive him over to my house. Not very far. I'll phone Dr. Kirsten oh. to come over at once.
4: Uh, him. It was him. me Come back? He's dead, but he's come back. Listen, he's talking. What's he saying? Dead, but he's
2: come back. Somebody's oh. dead, but he's come oh. back? Well, he must be delirious. I Mr. don't know, Missy. He may be, but I'm afraid he isn't. <laughs> All right, now lay him on the couch here. Now, careful, careful. <sighs> Ah, uh, oh, for the doctor. I think we'd better get some cold poultices for his head to stop the bleeding, or the doctor won't be much use. Right, miss. I'll get some ice water and towels. Well, what can I do? Oh, you can go upstairs to the first room on your left and ask the exchange for Dr. Kirsten's home. And tell him to hurry. It's Mr. Heath. Oh, All
0: right, right you are. I'm back in a minute, Margot. First room to the left. That's what he said. Here we are. Hello, Operator. Operator. Oh look! I, I want Doctor Curston's house. It's urgent. Hurry. Hello, is this Doctor Curston? I'm calling from Mr. Gady. There's been an accident. Can you come right away? Yes, and Mr. Heath has been seriously injured. Oh. Yes. Well. Uh, yes. Thank you very much, Doctor. Hmm. Well, that's that. Hello.
2: I, I say, Lamont. Hmm. Who's the crippled man?
0: What? Who's who?
2: The crippled man in the dark coat. Didn't you see him?
0: No. When?
2: Well, he passed me on the stairs on my way up. I think he's got a club foot. Yes, but
0: I thought we were the only people in this house. Did he speak to you?
2: No. He was whistling. Whistling? Yes, like this. <whistles> what was that?
0: Door slammed. It's locked
2: happening here I don't know
0: but wait a minute I smell smoke
2: listen Lamont easy Margot easy
0: open the door it's me Bill Gainey open up the house is on fire
2: coming out from the storeroom
0: we're locked in what's going on here anyway it's the cripple I I saw him
2: he's back back from the bed
1: A tense moment for Lamont Cranston and Margot Lane. In a moment, we'll return to tonight's shadow story. Margot and Lamont were trapped on the second floor of a burning house by a mysterious murderer known as the Cripple. We find them now exhausted but unhurt, a safe distance from the blazing inferno.
2: Lamont, what... What happened?
0: I managed to get you out over the front porch roof, Margot. Afraid you fainted on the trip down.
2: Oh. Yes, I remember now. The house. The fire. The cripple. Lamont, are you all right? Never better. And Gaty and Mr. Heath?
0: Eh, not so good, I'm afraid. Gaty went back down to the living room to save Heath. They haven't come out of the house, and place places a furnace. Nothing alive gets it for more than a few seconds.
2: Oh, the poor... Lamont... Lamont, your clothes are burnt. You've been in there.
0: I, I thought I might be able to save them. But I had no chance in that inferno. Hmm. Look who this is.
5: What
6: has happened here? I am Dr. Kirsten. You you sent for me?
0: Yes, I did. But I'm afraid there's not much use any longer. Mr. Heath and Mr. Gady are in what's left of that house. Heath and Gady? Wait, well, we must save them. No, just a moment, Doctor. It's no use. I've been in there. Poor oh, but uh, he wasn't to see me only yesterday
6: for a complete overhaul. Oh, well, such is life. A snap, and it is gone.
2: He was brave, all right.
6: He was a good man. But fallen on hard times in the last few years, he, he was once a very successful man, and and Heath has gone too. I'm afraid so. Three of the four giants of Amsterdam are dead. The what? Oh, that is a name the citizens here gave to the firm of Bailey, Heath, Randolph, and Fraser. And three of them have met their death since this morning. I see. And one of them is still alive. Oh, yes, Mr. Randolph. He called me just before you did. He isn't feeling too well and
0: wants me to come over. The events of the day have been too much for him. But they have also left him, the one giant of Amsterdam, undisputed and alone, and probably heir to the company's assets. Probably. Probably.
6: Well, there is nothing to be done here. I'm on my way over to see Randolph now, if you'd care to come with me. No, thank you, Doctor. Very well. I hope I shall see you again. I say, Doctor, who is the boy with the club foot? Boy with the club foot? I do not know, I am afraid. I've only been in this town a few years. I do not know everybody. I see. Thank you very much. Good night.
2: Well... So very puzzling, isn't it, Lamont?
0: Yes, Margot. But I realize one thing very clearly. What's that? It's time for Mr. Randolph, the last of the four giants of Amsterdam, to receive a visit from the shadow.
5: It's awfully good of you to have come out to my home,
6: Dr. Kirsten. No, oh, it is nothing. Nothing at all, Mr. Randolph. I am happy to say that I find little wrong with you except nerves. I suggest that you take the sedative I gave you and then be at my office tomorrow morning at 7.30 for a complete overhaul. Yes, Doctor. I'll be there. Good night now and sleep well. We do not want to lose our last giant of Amsterdam.
5: Oh, the last giant. They've all gone except me. Why did we do it? Why did we ever do it? <laughs> What was that I heard somebody laughing
0: who is it John Randolph is it you is it the cripple no it is I the shadow I am here in this room with you but you cannot see me John Randolph
5: God. what do you want with me why have you come here
0: your life is in danger Randolph and I will help you to save it if you will tell me one thing who is the cripple
5: I'll tell you If you help me, I'll tell you and I'll pay for what I've done. The cripple was a young chap with a club foot named Timothy Barger. He worked in the Amsterdam Bank and Trust Company 20 years ago. He discovered something about the illegal transactions of our firm and... we faked a charge against him to keep him quiet. Then we offered him passage on a tramp steamer to Europe.
0: That is not all of the truth, Randolph.
5: No. No, it's not all. There was more. We were afraid he'd backmail us, so we sent a hired assassin after him who pushed him overboard in mid-ocean. His maimed body was washed up on the beach at Tobago in the Caribbean 20 years ago. And yet, yet he's come back and is killing us off one by one. I'm next.
0: I know I'm next. I will help you escape death, Randolph, but I will see to it that you pay for your 20-year-old crime against Timothy Barker. If you want my help, be at Dr. Kirsten's office at 7.30 in the morning, as he ordered you to be. In the meantime, phone the police and tell them to smash in the door of the doctor's office at exactly 7.45. And now, remember the shadow is watching you, Randolph. The shadow knows.
6: Ah, good morning, Mr. Randolph. Right on time, eh? Yes, Dr. Kirsten, just as you said, 7.30. Your hands, are trembling. I think you had better lie here on the table. That's right. Now I will be with you in a moment. I... I don't want to be alone. <laughs> now, now. Those nerves of yours are acting up, eh? Just relax, Mr. Randolph. Just relax.
0: Doctor! Doctor! Lie still. Lie still where you are, Randolph. The shadow? Yes, the shadow is beside you, Randolph. Do not be afraid. We are near the end of the road. Soon we will know all. Yes,
5: it's him. Don't leave me.
0: Pretend to be asleep. He will certainly take one of the scalpels out of the chest there and try to kill you. But I will be at your side. Steady, Randolph. The murderer will enter in one moment through the rear door of this room. Here he comes. Steady now. stop him he's got the scalpel all right Randolph I've uh, got him get off the table now you drop that knife Stop it now then off with that mask uh, <coughs> there
2: Bill Gady
0: yes Bill Gady and the club foot we heard is only a block of wood
2: who who are you whose voice is it I hear Well, I...
0: I am the shadow here in this room, Gady, to see that you hang for the crimes you've committed. Hang?
2: I'll never hang. Dr. Kirsten told me yesterday that I had less than a week to live. That's why I had the courage to kill these enemies of mine. It didn't matter if I were caught. I'm as good as dead anyhow.
0: Why were these men your enemies, Gady?
2: Why, I'll tell you why i bill gady was the fifth giant of amsterdam until the other four joined forces against me and ruined me and then gave me a job as caretaker in this building i oh i hate them what what is happening here come in dr kirsten you can hear about it too now yes i used the trick of the cripple with the club poop because i knew all about the case i was one of the giants who sent him to his death twenty years ago and I knew I could use the disguise as a blind until I'd done my work of murder. But pretty thin. I didn't care. I've less than a week to live anyhow. You told me so. Didn't you, Dr. Kirsten? <laughs>
6: I'm afraid that wasn't quite accurate, Gady.
2: Huh? Huh? What? What did you say?
6: I'm afraid I was in serious error. I am happy to inform you that you will live to be an old man, Bill Gady. Barring the probability of being hanged by the neck.
2: Why? Why? why I'll catch Shut up! He's got the scalpel! Stop him! Stop him! You rotten double-dealing! Ah, he tricked me! He tricked
6: me!
0: Come back here! Come back, Gady! Uh,
6: that voice! Where's it coming from?
0: I don't see anything. I am here nevertheless, Dr. Kirsten. Here in this room... Tell me, are you sure Bill Gady will live?
6: Yes, quite sure.
0: He's as
6: healthy as a newborn babe. Oh, yes, he'll live.
0: He'll live to suffer it all. Your accent, Dr. Kirsten, what happened to it? You got excited and now you're talking perfect English. Why, so he is. And that scalpel that Gady just plunged into your leg. He isn't even bleeding.
5: He doesn't even know it's there, Knife.
0: It's plunged into wood instead of flesh, isn't it, Kirsten? That's why you don't feel it. That's the leg that used to have the club foot on it. Am I right, Dr. Kirsten, or rather, the cripple?
6: Timothy Barker? The boy with the club foot? Yes, you're right. I am Barker. The body that was washed ashore was the thug the giant sent to kill me. I went overboard with him and my leg was caught in the propeller of the boat and cut off my club-footed leg. But I was finally rescued and when I recovered, I took up medicine in Belgium and at last returned to this town as Dr. Kirsten and waited for my revenge. You used me to get it? Correct. I knew that you, Gady, hated the other four giants of Amsterdam. I knew that only your fear of death kept you from killing them. That's why I deliberately said you had less than a week to live. You devil! You rotten, hastily! Stand back, gentlemen! He's got a gun! Of course I have. And now I'm going to finish the job. I'm going, Randolph and Gady, and both you are going with me.
0: You're not going anywhere. Oh. What's that? That's the police. And for all three of you, it's the end of the four giants of Amsterdam. So you see, Commissioner, there was a murderer who used no weapons at all, save his knowledge of another man.
2: That's right, Lamont. So now, Commissioner, you see, mystery stories aren't so far-fetched after all.
3: Well, I just don't care for them, that's all, Margot. When I read a book, it has to be something serious and something educational.
2: Oh, now, that's all right. But you objected to mystery
4: stories because, to use your own words, the murders are always committed with fantastic
2: weapons.
3: Yes, but that isn't all I don't like about them. There's always a couple of chapters where the boy is making love to the girl. And then there is always the comic relief at the beginning of a book about the maid and the butler.
5: Now, Commissioner, how do you know so much about them if you don't read mystery books? Hmm? Oh,
3: well, that is, I.
0: I now, I, let's not press the point, Margot. If the commissioner says he doesn't read lurid, fantastic mystery stories, he doesn't read them. Am I right, commissioner?
1: So concludes this week's Shadow Story. Next week, same time, same station, we bring you another strange and thrilling adventure in the shadow's daring battle against the forces of evil. Be sure to listen for another thrilling shadow story.
0: The Shadow Knows
1: (laughs) This feature is produced by Reds Johnston for Grace Gibson Radio Productions A Masterpiece of Suspense